Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello. How are you today? And welcome to everybody. Wants- My name's Riley. And welcome to the podcast. It's all about <clears throat> cat things and things related. Cats, cats, the things with ears and fluffy tails and toe beans and probably want to kill you when you're asleep. But that's okay because they're cute and they're tiny. Meow, yes. meow, 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 meow. What have you got for us tonight or today, Riley? Um, today I am going to be talking about uh, a personal favorite Disney cat. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, some cat symptoms, some health symptoms yep. that should not go ignored. Yep. Um, if your cat is displaying any of these symptoms, please take it to a vet ASAP. Most definitely. And uh, what are you talking about? I'm going to be talking about um, in Australia, we have a really big problem with feral cats killing yeah. our wildlife. Mm. And that is actually affecting uh domesticated cat in Australia. And also the place that I work has just released a whole line of clothes with cats on it. Stop it. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go through that. You know, because not that I don't talk about this shit all day, every day. I'm gonna bring it into the thing that I do for fun. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Yay! Anyway, on you go, Riley. Tell us about your favorite cat. All right. So my favorite Disney cat. You may know him. I thought you. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. I was like, what? I kind of did. I forgot how I was going to bring it up. Oh, yeah. I like Bagheera. I'm going to talk about Bagheera oh, from yeah? the Jungle Book. Tell me all about it. He is a big black panther, and he is uh, kind of like he's definitely the counterpoint to um, Baloo. If you've seen if and if if you've not seen the Jungle Book, he's a bit of a wet blanket. Sort yourself out. Um, I don't blame you. Oof. <laughs> Contention. Jungle Book's a good movie. Contention. It's a good movie. Is, I think it is. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. I like Bagheera. That's good. <laughs> All right. So Bagheera is. Um. Yeah. I guess you could look at him as a bit of a wet blanket. Um. You know how you know you know how there's there's that thing going around on Facebook how everyone's got like mum friend and dad friend. Um. You you know how like you've got the the mum friend the mum in the group who like. If you're on night out or something, you've got the the one person who looks oh, after I'm everybody. Oh, I'm the mum. Oh, you're. That's why you wouldn't know it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny, aren't you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's there's mum friend and dad friend. There's a there's like a grandpa friend. That's who Bagheera. Is like, yeah, that's Bagheera. He's like right. the old, wizened, grumpy dude, and that's Bagheera. Um, so he is yeah one of the one of the um. Main main players in uh, in the Jungle Book, and uh, he's presented as a wise figure. He's very level headed. He's very intelligent and uh, and down to earth. Um, but he's also quite you know the first the first time we see him in the Jungle Book, he is um, very selfless. He he goes up to the the orphaned Mowgli and um, rescues him. Like you know, finds this being little, a good finds boy. This, finds this little baby boy, an actual baby boy, and is like this this just won't do. And does something about it. Not like that sheer cunt guy. He's no. Like, 
He's a bit of a bastard, isn't he? Correct. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, you know, Bagheera is a very even though he. What's going on? Oh, you got. <laughs> there was just a small party happening next to me. <laughs> good news, news. Good news. Good. Okay, as long as it's good news. Right. Um. So yeah. So Bagheera is very selfish. Uh, selfless. Self- not selfish. <laughs> He's not- selfish. Oh. <laughs> I haven't had Riley's tired. I want to go to bed. Um, yeah, and he's he's a good guy. Like he looks after Mowgli, keeps an eye on him as he's growing up. Um, you know, makes sure he doesn't get into too much trouble. Mm. And then it all kind of goes pear shaped when Mowgli meets Baloo. Um, that bloody bear. That damn bear. Um, but yeah, Bagheera is a good dude. Um, so he is a Black Panther, as you know. Um, it was. When when was Jungle Book released? Like the sixties? Ah, uh, sixty two. That was the year my dad was born. Was oh, the last? Okay. It was the last movie that Walt Disney actually was a part of. Oh, really? Before he died. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, he so he's portrayed as a slender black panther. He's got a grey muzzle. He's got a pink nose. Um, pink nose. Me. Uh, uh, he has a pair of numerous whiskers. Um, what? I th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to process that. What? Uh, he's got yellow eyes as well. Um, yellow eyes, black pupils. What? Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm taking a photo right now. All right. Pause the podcast. We should go live. This is the best thing that's ever happened. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last episode. We don't need to go on after this. Fifi. We're going live on the Instagram. So oh, here we go. Um, all right. Sorry, Bagheera. <laughs> You've been uh, overshadowed. All right. Um, I'll keep going. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Um, so, yeah, Bagheera looks after Mowgli for the majority of his life. Um, and, you know, he, he and Baloo kind of never really get along too well. Like, they're always, like, they're friendly-ish. Very different kind of, uh, very different personalities. Bagheera thinks Baloo is very, you know, um, uh, un- unwise, irresponsible. Thank you. Um, and, you know, shouldn't be uh, running around the jungle with Mowgli as they end up doing. <laughs> this is going nuts. Um, Sorry, Fifi's yeah. being adorable. Yeah. This, Hashtag this, Fifi the podcast this cat. This is the danger of doing this a is the cat danger of doing a cat podcast with a cat. With a live cat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to get four episodes done. Let's just no. uh, put it out there. Yeah, let's just call this. Maybe two and a half. Call it one. And, uh, all right. What else have we got on here? So his home is in the Ingl- Indian jung- jungle. His alignment is good. I didn't realize I was getting a D&D breakdown of, of Bagheera. <laughs> um, here we go. Weapons. He's got claws and sharp teeth. Whoa. What is this? Um, and enemies. What? Disney. Isn't the Disney wiki a thing? Yeah, the Disney wiki. I've never really looked at it properly, but this is bizarre. Yeah. Um, goal to keep Mowgli safe and return him to the man village. That's his overall objective succeeded. for all you drama students. Yeah, anybody, uh, anybody in the drama world. Um, but like, what is your action? <laughs> this is Bagheera. <laughs> uh, Bage- Bagheera's likes Mowgli in the village. That's good. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Dislikes Mowgli's stubbornness, his tail being pulled, Mowgli in danger. Oh, Bagheera Imma- doesn't like his tail being pulled. Immature behavior, <laughs> Baloo's laziness, and monkeys. Yeah, fuck those monkeys, right? Oh, they're the worst. This is. This is more than I bargained for when I picked this, when I picked to do Bagheera. Um, so he first appeared in Jungle Book 1, um, obviously, and uh, came back for the sequel, uh, got invited back for the sequel. Uh, in the Jungle Book 2, his role wasn't quite as big, but, um, you know, he still did still did some good stuff. Um, 
you know, so his first scene watching in sympathy is Baloo dances with a dummy version of Mowgli. So what happens in the second one is Mowgli's gone back to the village. Baloo's sad. Bagheera's also sad, but is like, well, this, that's where he's meant to be. So we just got to deal with it. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, so he's same. sympathetic to Baloo, but then Baloo is like, you know what? I'm just going to go get him. I'm going to go get Mowgli. And then Bagheera gets pretty mad. Um, I'd say Fifi's a bit of a Bagheera. Say so. Very looks wise. Very, yeah, like very just sleek, black. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, anything else we need to know about Bagheera? Oh, there's plenty of stuff. I can go on about his likes and dislikes Zane for a while. Is so, <laughs> he's like frustrated. He's had a long day of rehearsals and these two ragamuffins come in, these. one wanting to buy earrings while we're recording a podcast and, and Riley then- just having no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> There was just a lot happened. There was the earrings. There was Fifi. <laughs> so good. I apologize anyway. to everybody at home. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I think that'll do on Bagheera. Bagheera. He's a good lad. <laughs> okay. So. What have you got for us, Jess? Bring it back. So, feral cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. We basically, apparently in Australia, estimated right now, there are 2.7 million domestic cats, but there are over 18 million feral cats in Australia. So the introduction of cats to Australia is at around 1804 and cats first became feral in around Sydney by 1820. In the early 1900s, uh, a concern was expressed at the pervasiveness of the cat problem. So um, domesticated cats even though, you know, they've got owners, they've got bells and stuff like that, it is a problem. And why you should keep your cats indoors is uh, they do kill a lot of wildlife. Um, in Australia, we are blessed to have the best and the worst of native wildlife, including the slithering things that I can't name because I every time I talk about them, I feel like I'm going to pass out. We've got those, but we also have like possums and beautiful birdies and stuff like that. And kitties like to kill them because – they think humans are dumb cats that can't eat themselves. All they see us eat is tortilla chips and avocados and they're like, this will not do. I must go and hunt for my human. For my poor defenseless human. So before, I, um, when I was younger, we were probably a bit lax with our cats. We had this one cat, Ralph, and he went for everything. Like one time he came home with a duck. With a duck. With a baby duck. Oh. And then on my 14th birthday party, which was a movie star theme, by the way, for anybody that was wondering. Okay. Um, he showed up at my birthday party with a rainbow lorikeet. What? Jesus. How the fuck he got a rainbow lorikeet, I don't know. So feral cats. Back to feral cats. Basically, domesticated cats, if you have a domestic cat and you let it outside and it kills a lot of shit, keep your cat inside. Because we got some cool shit out there in the wildlife. There's some bad shit too, but also you shouldn't let cats become close to the sea. See, this is what happens when I start talking about snakes. I feel really... Deep breath. (laughs) Anyway. All right, feral cats. Feral cats are one of the major invasive species in Australia and have been linked to the decline and extinction of various native animals. My phone decided to lock itself and I can't read what was... Um, They have been shown to cause a significant impact on ground nesting birds and small native mammals. Feral cats have also hampered any attempts to reintroduce threatened species back into areas where they have become extinct as the cats have simply hunted 
hunted and killed newly released animals. Mm. Numerous Australian environmentalists claim that the feral cat has been an ecological disaster in Australia, inhabiting most ecosystems except the dense rainforest because a cat probably takes one look at a rainforest and is like, nah, fuck that, see ya, none of that today or any of the others. Or alternatively looks at it and is like, I could have some fun in there. Eh. Okay, maybe not. Um, and being implicated in the extinction of several marsupial and placental, ooh, I hate that word, mammal species. Um, a field experiment conducted in Harrison Prong, which is in uh, Western Australia, compared small mammal populations in areas cleared of both foxes and cats, of foxes only, and a control plot. Um, researchers found that the first solid evidence that predation of feral cats can cause a decline in native mammals. It also indicates that cat predation is especially severe when fox numbers have been used. Cats may play a role in Australia's ultimate system. With, fo- with foxes, they may be controlling these rabbits, particularly in arid areas, which themselves cause ecological damage. We don't have many rabbits in Queensland. We're not really allowed. To, we don't have them. Funny story. I went to Sydney to uh, Paddy's Market. I was 11 and there was a guy selling bunnies. I had to buy a bunny. Uh-oh. I had... Um, I had 20 bucks in there for time yeah. too. And then my mum's like, yeah, we- that's disappointing. I grew up in Victoria and um, my sister had a bunny for ages. She what got a bunny for her 10th birthday. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it was my sister. I, I think it was like Bronny or something like that. Um, all right, sorry. I'll check, with, I'll check with you next folk- time. Australian folklore holds that some feral cats in Australia have grown so large as to cause inexperienced observers to claim sightings of other species such as pumas. Did you see that thing, that kid on the project who thought he saw like a, like a Bagheera-sized cat? And then he went on the project and they were like, are you sure? Are you sure you saw a big cat? He's like, fuck it. I was playing video games at like one o'clock in the morning and there was this big ass cat and it was looking at me. He probably just saw a big ass feral cat. It's not actually a big cat. Or like a possum or something. No, I'm pretty sure it was a cat because it was meowing. Oh, okay. Oh, probably not meowing, or but it was probably like. Dude was probably just out of his mind on like energy. Probably. So this folklore is being shown to be more fact than fiction. The recent shooting of an enormous feline in the Gippsland area of Victoria, subsequent DNA showed it to be a feral cat. Mm. Um, Since 2016, there's a program on Kangaroo Island to eradicate an estimated population of 3,000 feral cats. Um, Oh, oh, what's this? There have been numerous sightings of phantom cats. Phantom cats. In Australia, including the Gippsland phantom cat. What does this look like? Is there a photo? Please. No. Gippsland region of southeastern Victoria, American World War II airmen brought cougars with them as mascots and released them in the Australian bush. Holy Are you sh- fucking joking me? What? Why is it there's so many stories of Americans coming to Australia and just fucking shit up? God damn it, America. <laughs> sort it out. You brought a puma? You brought a cougar? What the hell? Phantom cats, also known as alien big cats, are large felines such as jaguars, cougars, and leopards, which allegedly appear in regions outside their indigenous range. Blue Mountains oh panther? Yep. Phantom cat reported in the sightings of the Blue Mountains area west of Sydney for over a century. Speculations about the Blue Mountains panther includes the theory that it descended from either a circus or a zoo or is a descendant of a military mascot. Fucking Americans. Video footage showing a large black cat near Lithgow uh, was examined by a group of seven zoo, museum, park, and agriculture staff who concluded That's, that it was they, a. They filmed it! Concluded it was a large domestic cat, two to three times normal size. A domestic cat, two to three. What the that's shit? That's a big fucking cat. Fuck, that's so that's weird. That's like German Shepherd size. 
Two to three times an average Tantanula like a- tiger, the region around Tantanula, a town southeast of South Australia, was supposed to have been stalking the ground of the Tantanula tiger during the late 19th century. In August 25th, 1895, an animal to believe the Tantanula, Tantanula tiger was shot by Tom Donovan, identified as an Assyrian, Assyrian, wolf. Assyrian wolf. So it wasn't a cat. It was a wolf. A wolf's a dog, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, last time I showed Sunshine Wolves Coast big cats? Yeah, apparently. What? Um. <laughs> oh my God, this has gotten so much bigger than I anticipated, all right? What has happened? This this is now the Alien Big Cats podcast. Is, <laughs> we're going looking for the big cats. We're going cats. out into the field. Okay? I fucking hate the outdoors, but I'm going to go find the pumas, okay? We're going camp- to go camp in the Blue Mountains. I don't camp. We'll find a lodge. <laughs> Take a caravan. This is fucked. Blue Mountains Panther. This is sh- bullshit. What? They all have such cool names as well. <laughs> like the Blue Mountains Panther. That's a, that's a cool name. Tight. What the shit? Anyway, this has gotten way beyond what I thought. So we're going to have to do a whole other podcast on this. So come back when I fucking can sleep at night thinking about, oh, big. I'm. This is a big rabbit hole. Anyway, I think you should talk about the next thing, Riley. Okay. I want to do this one Big for Big Victoria.com.au. What the fuck is this? That sounds like... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is this? What is this? What is this? Oh, my God. Big Cats. <laughs> Holy shit. Panthers and other predators, including the Tasmanian tiger. Oh, my God. It's like seeking the proof. Oh, it's one of those websites. Good. Oh, it's got a picture of a sheep and everything being It's got a eaten. picture of a sheep oh, it's being been, eaten. Yeah. I thought you just meant like other sheep. Oh, they, they're advertising night vision goggles on there, guys. This we'll is fucking legit. We'll need them for when we go camping. Snarls from the Tea Tree by David Waldron and Simon Townsend. This is more fucked up than I thought. Wow. They've had 198 visits on their website today. Anyway. Okay. Let's uh, bring it back. <laughs> that was just me shouting was, for was, a little bit, wasn't it? That was wild. That was wild. Oh, my God. Um, so after that, I'm going to talk about uh, 11 health symptoms that you should never ignore in your cat. Right. Um, so, you know, if you notice these symptoms, please get your cat to a vet as soon as possible. Um, symptom number one, uh, any eye problem. Uh, if, if you see anything abnormal with your cat's eyes, that is enough to warrant a visit to the vet, says Evan Anton, DVM, a veterinarian with uh, the Neo Valley Vet Hospital. Um, if there's any, like, um, he says there can be, you know, blood in the eye, like a green or yellow discharge, which would, you know, show signs of infection or excess tears, or if they're, like, hazy or mm. go, like, a bit grey. Um, any of these could be vision problems and need to be sussed out ASAP. Kitties need that. Yeah. Um, another one is if uh, loss of appetite, um, if they stop eating. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes, like everyone's had those days where, you know, you've drunk a bit much the night before or you just feel a bit sick and you don't feel like eating for a good long time. Yeah, I don't um, know that life. Sorry, Riley. Look, me neither on a regular day. <laughs> Yeah, if basically if it's anything, if it stops eating, then yeah, there's something you, wrong. If your cat stops eating, like if it loses its appetite, take a look at it. Don't freak out if it's just one meal. Um, but if it's gone, if it's gone like a whole day without eating, mm. or like a day I, or two, because I remember when uh, my cat Aurora had her, and I was flipping out, and the vet was so nice because I I kept on it would it, I think it was about four days 
Aurora wasn't eating after oh. she'd had her surgery because of like the pain medication that we had to yeah. still give her and it was just making her really yucky. Yeah. And the guy's like, okay, f- day five, we have to come in and give her like and an appetite. Yeah. yeah. Like an appetite, not, yeah, like stimulant. That. That's the word I was looking for. Um, And yeah, it was like day 4.5. Yeah. And then she was like, mm, I have some bickies now. <laughs> I was like, you Hello, fucking bitch. Like You've already cost me like five grand. You almost nearly cost me some more because you weren't fucking eating your bickies. Probably because you're being like, didn't want your bickies. Anyway, next. Okay, so the next one, uh, any yowling. Um, obviously, it will be quite different to any normal cat noises. Like if they're talkative, you'll know the sound of sound of your cat and uh, they'll be able to, you know, if, the, if they're yowling, it's probably really uncomfortable, particularly if it's nonstop. Um, get that looked out because it will be uh, in some pain. Yeah. Um, if you've got an older cat, like, you know, um, getting getting on a bit in life. Mm. If they have sudden bursts of energy, that could be re- – that, that's probably cause for concern as well. If you've got a kitten that's like a year or two old and it's like flying all over the place, don't worry about that. That's what but cats do. Not- but, yeah, if, you know, if your cat's like 8 to 10 or older and it starts like zooming around the house, um, that could be a sign of hypothyroidism, uh, which needs to be looked at because that will lead to rapid weight loss, um, particularly if they're not eating. Um, so check that one out as well. Um, if there's blood in the litter box, that's pretty obvious. Blood anyway. Yeah, if there's blood, get it looked at. Um, could be, a, yeah, blood in the litter box could be anything from a UTI to bladder cancer. So get them to the vet. Um, excessive vomiting speaks for itself. Like all Ooh. of this, all of this stuff. Fifi? <laughs> that was weird. Ghost. It sounded like the SVU noise. Dun, dun. <laughs> um, yeah, excessive vomiting. Get that looked at. Um, any extra clumps in the litter box? Um, so, you know, if the cat's gone to the litter box a lot more, if they're drinking a lot more water, that could be a sign. Um, Kidney problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so get that looked at. Um, and if they're being really skittish, if they're hiding a lot, more so than usual, look at that because it could be, you know, they might not just be feeling a bit shy because um, I know that cats... I remember one of one of the cats I had, um, Echo. He was, um, yeah. He would disappear for like days on end. Um, yeah, toward the end of his life. Um, it was admittedly, it should have been. Oh, um, the poor fella. Um, yeah, but he would, you know, we'd we'd see him like once every oh, little, that's a little while. So yeah, sad. it was. Um, so yeah, get that checked. Um, and then if the senility. Um, if they're like, yeah, forgetting stuff, like they might just forget where the litter box is, or um. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, if they're missing the litter box, um, it could be um, doesn't like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? Does it say that? Um, well, it doesn't say that here, but I've read somewhere that um, if a cat, like if it craps and doesn't cover it up, it's pretty much giving you the finger. That's so funny. Um, it's like, here, you can deal with this. That's like, It's hilarious. an open invitation to clean up. Um, I don't know because they're funny like that. Uh, but yeah, if they're, if they're missing it, it could be... Um, they may just be uncoordinated or it could be, you know, other issues in there as well. So it might be worth having a look at that. And then this one's obvious as well. Uh, seizures. If, you know, if anything's going wrong, if it's rolling neurological. around a lot. Yeah, neurological problems. Um, yeah, and, and if it's not had any signs of that in the past, like any epilepsy or anything like that, mm. and it's quite a, quite a sudden thing that happens, um, get that looked at as well. Uh, so those are the 11 health symptoms you should... Be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, 
onto something a bit more lighthearted. Please. I work for a company called Gorman, which is an Australian-designed brand. We are made overseas, just to clarify, so nobody comes after me. Um, And it's like these people have been listening to me every time I go on for a shift because um, last year we did, which was really successful, and this year we did a guide dog's range. Um, dog coats. We raise money for the guy, for guide dogs, and we also um, Gorman actually has their own guide dog. His name is Brian. Um, we who we've sponsored and like the company sponsored and paid for his training. So he's going to be. I think he's he might already be serving as a guide dog, but he might be well on his way. Um, now, and I'm not advertising just because I work there. I don't you know buy the shit or don't buy the shit. It's fine, but. I'm so stoked. They've done all this stuff with cats on it. So Riley's looking at the website now. Yeah. So this is the place where I work. So it's very like bold colors, a lot of pattern. You go to the new arrival. Yep. So we've got um, the Sadie Cats print there, which is blue print. So we've got it coming in a dress and a T-shirt and there's some accessories too. I had served a lady. I sold my first one of those dresses on Friday and she bought it because the kitty in the print looks like her cat Frank and and then she showed me a picture of Frank and it looked exactly like him so we've got that print the blueprint and then we've got um the cat cafe print which is like a pink and purple and orange print we've got that coming in a dress and pants and a mini skirt and a backpack and a toiletries bag and socks and you name it, we've got cat earrings coming in. It's so great. And then um, last year we did this really popular dress which had croissants embroidered on it. This year we have that dress coming in black and white with embroidered cats on it. Nice. There it is. Oh, this one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. I know. So I want to buy a lot of this stuff mainly because we should do a cat podcast photo shoot. So Riley, I'm going to force him into a pair of cat ears and then I'm just going to wear a dress covered in cats because why not? So You wouldn't be forcing me. Yeah. Whether or not you, whether or not your feelings about Gorman, I don't really mind. It's just where I work and I just thought cute cat stuff. I should tell the people that I, you know, that listen to my podcast if they want to come in and buy stuff. Sure. You can come buy it from me. I work at Gorman. Pretty chill. It's a great place to work. Sometimes. No, all the time. It's great. Um, but the cat print stuff is really cute. And I'm so stoked about cat earrings. Yeah. I'm a big earring girl. And well, not tonight. Yeah. But I know it's odd, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I feel a bit I naked. Just, I just looked and I was like, oh, hang on. Oh, she's not good earrings. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, but yeah, we've got cat earrings coming in. So I just thought I'd share that. Um, yeah, cool. So who's our cat profile of the week, Riley, from the Best Friends Fear Lines. This week we're looking at an uh, an older fella. Not old, old, but, you know, he's not a kitten. He's, mm. he's an adult. He's a grown-up. His name is Skittles. Skittles. Skittles, and he is a Maine Coon cross. We talked about the Maine Coon a couple Maine of weeks Coon. ago. Uh, the big, fluffy, hairy things that they are. He's super cute. He's got such a handsome face. Um, he's located in uh, Bleebly, Bly Bly. I don't know, Bleebly. I think. It's, I think there. Up the sunny there's coast. a yeah. There's a um. I went there for my friend Lockie's birthday because, of course, Rock, uh, Lockie wanted to have a medieval party. Holy so shit. there's yes. a there's a castle at Bleebly where they like Is hire it? out for functions. It's not a real castle, oh. but it's like. Oh, God, it was the weirdest fucking place. Best, like, fish and chips I've ever had in my life at this random place. Good fish and chips. Oh, my nice, God. Nice. I dressed as a jester. It was so great. Hell, yeah. Because my name is Jess, so I thought Yeah, funny. fair. Makes sense. Anyway, Blue Bleep, that's fine. Yep, so he's up in Blue Bleep, um, up on the Sunshine Coast uh, in good old Queensland. 
Um, he is apparently uh, super, super snuggly um, on the on the official best friends feline snuggle scope. It's got written that Skittles is extremely affectionate, but doesn't like to be picked up. That's okay. I think um, we can forgive him that. Yeah, but I mean, it is nice to carry your cats around. They like around, to carry, but sometimes they just don't want that. They don't. Majority of them don't want that. Yeah, if I'm honest. Particularly the bigger ones. A lot of the bigger cats don't like to. Be. Maybe not a lot, but certainly the bigger ones I've encountered. All I know is that Fifi don't like it. Cleo don't like it. Yeah, Frank doesn't like it. Oh, Frank, but he's so cute. I know, and he's so so heavy. So, like, when you pick him up, you have to, like, he's hefty, and you got to fight him because he struggles. He's a pain in the ass. Um, But Albus is completely the opposite. Like, you put a hand under Albus, kind of like, goes to water. Kitty. Um, uh, Okay, so Skittles, um, back to Skittles. He's apparently really good with cats. Um, he's got other foster home in his cat, but he's he's not good with dominant cats. So if you've got like an alpha in the house, maybe not for Skittles. Um, they reckon he would be fine with a with a gentle dog. So maybe mm-hmm. possibly an older dog or a smaller dog. Um, not good with kids under twelve. A bit too grabby for him. Um, oh, okay. Um, he needs a home with a patient and strong. Uh, sorry, a patient understanding person. Um, cause, cause he's quite, um, he's a bit insular. Like once he knows you, he's going to be super friendly, super affectionate with you. Like he forms very close bonds one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a bit, bit shy, a bit timid to start with. Aren't we all though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, needs a quiet house without human males. Okay. So Riley's out. <laughs> Sorry, Skittles. I'm not. Your, I'm not your guy. Um, but once once you once you get to know him, he can be very gentle. He's the type of kitty that will snuggle close with you in bed and wake you up with purrs and kisses, and he will jump on your lap when no one is around. That's cute. Skittles, why you got to be perfect but not like me? Yeah. Damn it, Skittles. Paul All right. Thing. So, um, any any ladies out there who are looking for uh for a man in their lives, have Skittles have a look man. at Skittles because. He is gorgeous. You could do a lot worse. Uh, um, so that's our best friend's felines for the week. Uh, so, so jump on their cute. website, send them an email at inquiriesbff at gmail.com. If you're interested in Skittles or any of their other other cats, they have no shortage of cats, kittens, um, or otherwise. And, you know, adopt, don't shop. If, you, if, you're, if, you, if you're looking to, to bring definitely. a cat into your home, if you're looking to bring a cat into the family, definitely um, you know, a lot of kitties out there that need them. Yeah. Speaking them of, this cat isn't for up for adoption, but she was adopted through Beth Stern, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Yes. Her name is Miracle, and the reason why she was called Miracle was Howard Stern named her Miracle because he names all of Beth Stern's foster kittens. Um, Mimi for short. Um, Miracle was actually found in a rubbish bag oh. with her ears cut off. What? Really, really horrible beginning of life. Oh. So Beth Stern took her in and fostered her and she is – the reason, like, when she came up on my radar, she looks – like, she's a tortoiseshell, so she looked a lot – she looks a lot like my cat Aurora who passed away. Um, and it's kind of scary that I look at photos of her and she's exactly the same as Aurora, as Moomin. Um, so she was adopted and she has – so the um, the Instagram account is Mimi and the BBs. Mimi and the BBs. Is, <laughs> I like that. With her two um her two sisters, Bug and Bird. <laughs> um so yes, she had a really, really horrible start to life, but she is very blessed to have um cat parent uh, human parents that have really looked after her and given her a beautiful life. Her Instagram is nothing short of um I mean, it kind of helps you if you are feeling down and out. Look at this cat who's, you know, had probably one of the most horrific experiences 
in the beginning of life and is just so happy with her new family. She's so sweet. She's so cuddly and she's so sweet. Uh, She's so sweet looking as well. She's gorgeous. Her little tawdy fur. Oh, my God. She's just beautiful. And um, (laughs) she comes up on my Instagram quite a bit. Like it's just the sweetest. Like So if you need like a good smile. Don't think about the start of her life. Think of her now. Oh, God, that photo. Look at her. Sassy. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to follow her on Instagram, she's at me and BBs with me, her me and two sisters, Bug and um, So good. Oh. Yeah, so she was adopted uh, March. To Aurora. Aurora would have been like about five months old. I think that was a thing as well is that she was around about the same age as Aurora was and mm. – Adopting a cat through a rescue organization, sometimes you don't really know what has happened to them in the past and it's um, very easy to imagine that something as horrible that – because, I mean, with Cleo, who my now ex-partner and I adopted, uh, she came from a really traumatic background. We don't really know of it, but it's, you know, it's easy to see with the behavioral problems that we were having. She'd had a really hard start of life. It's really nice to kitty that it had a hard time being loved and yeah, worshipped in as their they homes. should. Yes. Okay. Well – Look, let's end on tears. No worries. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us on today's episode of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. You can follow us on Instagram at the Meow Podcast. You can send us an email of your kitty friends and send us a little bio of who they are and what they love and who you are at everybody wants to be a cat at gmail.com. Oh, everybody wants to be a cat podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook is lit. Because there are so many cat videos. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you have a nice day. And give your kitties a cuddle for me and a kiss. Meow. Bye. Bye, guys. Liz Keogh and I have my life together. My name's Curtis Lang and by all rights I shouldn't be alive. And I want to find out what it's like to walk one mile in your shoes. Fair enough. If that's what you really want, then that's on you. I'm just so concerned for you, Liz. What are we going to do in this podcast? We're going to be swapping friends, diets, cars, phones, underwears jobs. Oh man, have you ever seen Freaky Friday? It's pretty much that film. We're going to swap, yeah, these aspects of our lives and Oh man, I'm really concerned for how it's going to turn out for you, let me tell you. Yes, well we are going to be every Friday dropping those ones, so put it in your diaries, put them in your calendars, yeah, in your I, notes. I definitely keep a diary and a calendar, that's definitely something I do. I do, I have my life together, Curtis. Well, <laughs> I don't. See you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.